Hello, Screamer, and welcome to Scream Stream, your weekly spoiler-free guide to horror entertainment. I'm James Gass. If you're new to the show, what I do is review a horror movie from one of the various streaming services, spoiler-free. I also cover horror news, new releases of the week, and sometimes a video game or two. If you'd like to support Scream Stream, head over to patreon.com slash screamstream and become a patron for just a buck a month. You will get a secret podcast link with early access to the original Scream Stream run, as well as extra audio content and all kinds of other little goodies. And it all goes into one podcast feed that you can add to any podcatcher of your choice. Uh, If you'd rather make a one-time donation, head over to ScreamPod.com and donate via the PayPal button. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe to ScreamStream in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app may be. So this week's episode, I'm recording like right close to the middle of the week. It's Thursday, so it's going to be a shorter show. I'm not going to have a full run of new releases because... With streaming services, they kind of just sporadically add stuff during the week and they never have like one set day. So I will give you the new releases, new as of today. How about that? I also want to cover just a couple little news items. There's not actually a whole lot, but there are just like one or two things that I do want to cover. And as I mentioned last week, uh, by the time you hear this, it will be almost my birthday. So this will come out on Monday. My birthday is on Tuesday. I'll be in Savannah. Uh, I am turning 40, the big 4-0, over the hill. Is it over the hill yet, or is that 50? Maybe that's 50. What's over the hill? I think that's 50. Oh, no, no, it's 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 40. It's 40. There you go. I'm, I'm officially kind of old now. But I don't feel so old, so that's a plus. But anyway, hopefully I'm having a good birthday weekend uh, in uh, seeing family and then heading over to Savannah for uh, for Monday, kind of hang out, do some tours, things like that. Uh, Savannah is supposedly one of the most haunted cities in the U.S. Went there once on my birthday two years ago. I had a lot of fun. Didn't see any ghosts, but I did do like the haunted pub crawl thing, which was pretty interesting. Uh, the tour guide told some really cool stories. Um, some ghost stories, things like that. It was pretty cool. So, uh, I am excited to go back to Savannah. We are staying in the historic district in one of the, like these little uh, cottage things. Uh, it looks really cool. But enough about that. Uh, in well, one more thing about that. <laughs> in honor of my 40th birthday, I'm reviewing 1981's "Happy Birthday to Me." This was directed by Jay Lee Thompson. Written by John Saxon and Peter Jobin. This stars Melissa Sue Anderson, Glenn Ford, Lawrence Dane, Matt Craven, uh, and a few other uh, fairly well-known actors and actresses. And for a brief plot synopsis, at the snobby Crawford Academy, Virginia's group of friends start to go missing years after horrible events that happened to her as a child around her birthday. So, at the... You know, I have never heard of this film. I saw it was on Shudder, and I thought, you know, I could do what everybody else has already done and review Happy Death Day, or I could reach into the Wayback Machine and review Happy Birthday to me, and that seemed a little more fitting for this kind of show. I thought, let me let me go ahead and do that one. So, 
for being from 1981, it was actually really well made. It had a lot of great production value, and the acting was actually pretty good. I don't know who Melissa Sue Anderson is. I don't recognize her from anything. I don't know if I've seen anything else that she was in. Maybe the Equalizer back in the 80s? Possibly. Uh, I know, I see that she was in like the X-Men TV cartoon. She was in Alfred Hitchcock Presents. But I don't actually like remember seeing her in anything. But I will say she was actually a really good actress. Now, the only character that I do recognize was Matt Craven, uh, and he played uh, Steve Maxwell. And he was in quite a few things. He was in X-Men First Class, Crimson Tide, A Few Good Men, Disturbia. He's actually a fairly well-known character actor. And, of course, in this, he was really good. I think all the actors in this film were really good. Uh, I didn't see, like, a whole lot of cheesy dialogue. I thought... All of the characters were well-written. They all played like the kind of, I guess back in the 80s, this is when like the tropes were being developed. When you have like this, like slashers like this with like a group of friends, you have like the jock and the nerd and the outsider and the pretty girl and the not so pretty girl. But you kind of start to see that whole dynamic uh, take shape. I think this was one of the first films to to do that, and I think each person played their character perfectly. Like the jock wasn't like a caricature, you know what I mean. So as the eighties progressed and slashers progressed, and we see these character tropes more and more, they become more. I don't want to say ridiculous, but they they become more inflated and a little more over the top. Like the jock is like a jock person and the nerd is uber nerd. These were very subtle roles uh, that that each person played within the group. I thought, I like that. I like the subtlety. I didn't like, you know, I'd, the over-the-top characters kind of get boring after a while, you know what I mean? So I like this kind of subtlety that they had back then. As for the story, this was more of like a whodunit. You don't really know who the killer is, so it's like the murder mystery. But halfway through, well, just a little more than halfway, halfway through, we kind of suspect who the killer is until the end. The end, really, it's like the writers felt like they had to have a twist, but the twist they came up with just kind of came out of left field. And you're like, well, where did this come from? Like, there was no hint to anything in that film. Normally, when you have a twist in a film, you have clues that lead up to that. And this, there were no clues. It was just all of a sudden, boom, here's a twist. To me, it felt like the ending was rushed. But I guess it, it was kind of a cool ending, I suppose. I think it would have been better if, if we had more clues that led up to who the killer was. But overall, the story was actually really interesting. It wasn't just, you know, typical people getting slashed. You really don't care about any of these characters, blah, blah, blah. I actually liked the character development with each uh, character in the group, with each kid in the group, uh, how they interacted with each other, their relationships, how they changed, and how one person jumped to another, and... The entire dynamic, you'd see sometimes they get in a fight and sometimes they're, they kind of 
get over it and get past that. And it's, it's, it was interesting to see the dynamic relationships between all of these people in this, in this elite group of, of students at this snobby school. So that I did appreciate. you In slashers, I, I think that's something that we've lost with modern slashers. You don't see a whole lot of character development. You don't see a whole lot of story. It's just more about let's slash people in the goriest way possible. And speaking of gore, the gore in this was very subtle. A lot of the kills were gruesome in idea and in concept, but not on film. Because they didn't show like a whole lot of blood. A lot of the kills happen slightly off screen. So your imagination kind of, you kind of figure out what happened. There was one kill where uh, a kid got, his face was kind of shredded by a dirt bike tire as the killer hit the gas. And and the kid's face hit the tire and then kind of, (laughs) and uh, you saw a bit of gore, but most of it, it kind of like the, the camera, the camera went out of focus. So you're left to really your imagination to, to figure out or to come up with how this person looked after this terrible thing happened to him. Uh, so in that sense, I really like the way they did that. I like the, the way they lifted up to your imagination to, to work out the details. I guess I liked that a lot. I, w- I wish we would see more of that. Cinematography was good. You you always see like this certain style of of camera work in the eighties. A lot of a lot of just uh, shots on sticks. Not a whole lot of of movement. Not much. There there's not like a whole lot of of shaky camera work. A lot of dolly shots, uh, smooth dolly shots, I should say. Uh, there are. A few first-person shots here and there. Uh, just a, a classic. It's a classic course in 80s cinematography. And I thought it was real, really well shot. And I like the way it was lit. I like uh, the way. I like the way they used shadow to. To create a sense of foreboding. And a sense of dread within certain areas of. Of, of scenes. So I. I actually really like this film a lot. I think they got just about everything right with the exception of the ending, which with, I don't know if I'm disappointed with the ending or I'm disappointed with the way it was written. Like it could have been a really cool ending if, if it had led up to that better. Uh, so I think out of, I think out of five, I would give this film a solid, like a solid 3.75 out of 5. Uh, on IMDb, it has a 6.1, which isn't too bad. Uh, so it, it did fairly well. It is kind of long. It's an hour and 50 minutes. And you don't really see a whole lot of, of slashers from the 80s lasting that long. Usually they're like an hour and a half. So I, I, w- I thought it was interesting that this was such a long film. Uh, but it didn't feel long. It didn't feel it didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome. Sometimes, you know, when you watch a movie that's kind of long, you're like, okay, can we please get this over with now? I didn't feel like that at all. I felt uh, the pacing carried me right through, and I was completely satisfied with the way the film paced. I wasn't waiting for. I wasn't wishing it was over. 
so kudos to the filmmakers for that. So there you go. My review of Happy Birthday to Me, 3.75 out of 5. Check it out. It is available now on Shudder, and I think this is a, a, a classic slasher that everybody should at least watch once. All right, so let's get on to new releases. Physical releases this week, we have Dance Macabre from Scream Factory. Uh, this was from 1992, starred Robert England, and this was more kind of like a Suspiria-esque film with a similar kind of story. Uh, and then we have The Devil's Well. We have Grotesque, starring Linda Blair. This was another 80s film that's now out on Blu-ray. Uh, Jigsaw, which I do want to talk about maybe later on uh, in a few weeks. I do want to come back and, and do a, a review of that film, because I did go see that in the theater. Uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about this. I do kind of want to watch it just to see. Uh, Let Sleeping Corpses Lie. This was a really good film, a cool 70s zombie film. I don't know if this is on Netflix or not. I know it used to be on one of the streaming services. Um, I think it, it might have been on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, it is available on Amazon Prime. Uh, if you haven't seen that, I would recommend that you go and check that out as well. If you have Amazon Prime. And Dario Argento's opera is now on Blu-ray. And for streaming on Netflix, we have The Pyramid and The Open House. I haven't seen The Open House. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on that, mostly leading to the negative. I don't know if I want to watch it. Uh, I kind of read the, the synopsis. I'm like, eh, maybe. We'll see. Uh, on Shudder, we have Wasteland, Don't Look Up, and The Unloved. Never heard of any of these films. And on Amazon, we actually have a whole lot of stuff that's been added recently. Uh, Monster from a Prehistoric Planet, The Inheritor, The Centerfold Girls, Don't You Recognize Me from Last Year. I'd never heard of that film. I think it's an indie film. Uh, the Unseen, The Devil's Express from 1976, Witchcraft 12. And I think actually they added all of the Witchcraft films on there. They aren't really that good. Sorry, it's true. Uh, Evil Never Sleeps. The Redeemer, Son of Satan from 1978, Five Dark Souls, Survive the Hollow Shoals, The Other Hell from 1981, which looks like something I would want to watch, Ghosting, Feed the Light, and Devil's Domain. There's actually a few other things, but I don't know if they came out this week or if they came out last week. Uh, the Rage, Drive-In Massacre... And The Uninvited, I think I, I don't remember if I've seen The Uninvited or not. It's a Japanese horror film. I do want to watch that, though, because it looks kind of interesting. I added it to my watch list. So there you go. That's that's what's streaming. Uh, as far as news, uh, just kind of rumors here that Lionsgate is having conversations with Josh Stolberg and his writing partner to do a new Saw film. And I kind of hope this happens because Jigsaw, without giving anything away, the ending kind of set up for a new sort of story arc. Uh, and I think that'd be a really good direction to go. Leave all the old stuff behind and kind of start new with, with Jigsaw and carry it forward with a brand new story arc. I like the way it would go and the new characters that have that have kind of been added. 
So I hope, I really hope they do come up with a, with a, a Saw 9. That would be really cool. Uh, I would be excited to see that. And as far as like Jigsaw goes, I loved it. I thought it was great. My wife liked it. Uh, it's not a perfect film by any means, but it was pretty cool. And then finally, uh, it's not really horror news related, but Funko Pop is doing Garbage Pail Kids now. And so they've, they've come out like the little, the little mini vinyl figures of, of Garbage Pail Kids. And, and if you're a kid from the 80s like I was, I love these things. Uh, my parents bought them for me all the time. I still have some. I actually still have an unopened uh, third series pack of Garbage Pill Kids. So this is really cool, and, and it's just something fun to collect, and I thought I'd share it with you. And I'll put a link to the show notes where you can see this article and actually pick up some of these uh, Garbage Pill Kids. All right, so I think that's going to wrap up the show. I know it was really short. And I apologize. Uh, and it's like I said, it's the middle of the week, so there's not like it's it's that awkward time where uh, all the news hasn't come in, all the new releases haven't come in. Um, so I, I kind of have to work with what I got. Uh, but but next week I am recording on my usual Sunday evening, uh, and we'll get back to regular length here. Hopefully, you are enjoying the length of the show. I try to get at least twenty five minutes in. Between 20 and 25 minutes is kind of like my target area for for length of, of a podcast episode. Uh, and hopefully you are enjoying the show. And if you are, thank you so much for listening. And thank you for coming back every single week. We are 18 weeks in, in a row without skipping a week. And if you know me, if you've been following ScreamStream since 2014, you know for for me to do a show every single week without missing a beat that that's a that's a feat right there man that all that rhymed i should be a rapper just kidding <laughs> so anyway if you'd like to keep up with me outside of the podcast you can do so at screenpod.com where you can find links to all of my social profiles subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcatcher including apple podcasts and spotify get show notes for each episode and for a little update uh, I am moving the website from Squarespace over to the Lipson, the uh, web pages that Lipson provides you uh, just to kind of save some money. So if you want to listen to the archive shows, head over to patreon.com slash screamstream and you'll listen to those there for free. If you are a patron, you get them a week early. Uh, but they are all there for free if you want to listen to those. That's at patreon.com slash screamstream. Uh, if you want to make just a one-time contribution to the show, that helped me out as well. Just click the donate via PayPal button on the website. Donate as little or as much as you want. Uh, if you like, if you have a movie you want me to review, or if you want to pick the movie for the week, uh, hit me up on Twitter at James Gas. I just ask that it be available for streaming instead of having to like get it on, on physical media because, I mean, this is ScreamStream. So if there's a film on one of the streaming services that you think I should absolutely review, let me know on Twitter. Again, that's at James Gass. And remember to subscribe to the show in all those places that I mentioned earlier. And finally, music for ScreamStream was created by Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com. Until next week, I'm James Gass saying, if it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night. Peace.